just make sure we're growing profitably and not getting uh, ahead of ourselves. Um, and when you do that, then you can develop products without having to raise money. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming to the show Scott Crumrine. Scott is the co-founder and CEO of Guava Family, a high-performance design company creating award-winning baby gear that treats parenting like the extreme sport that it is. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chase. Super grateful to be here. Awesome. So let's talk about these extreme sport baby gears. What exactly are you guys selling? What are you bringing to market these days? Yeah, we... uh we design strollers and travel cribs primarily. Those are our main two categories that are much more portable than anything else out on the market um, to help parents kind of get out and get a recharge. Um, you know, parenting is a, is really hard and, and getting out and finding adventure is really important, I think, for for parents to do and also to share with their little ones. So we try and help with that. Absolutely. So where did this idea come from? What was going on? Yeah. So I was... I've been in product design. Uh, that's my background. And I uh, was designing products in the action sports industry for quite a while, all through my kind of 20s. And um, I started thinking about wanting to design a company rather than just products. And um, I also wanted something that would be a little bit bigger industry. Um, I was specifically in the wakeboarding industry uh, within action sports. And... Um, you know, working in action sports in my kind of mid twenties was a perfect fit. It was so much fun. It's all I thought about anyway. And I kind of was thinking about what's kind of the next phase of life where I'm going to be spending a lot of my mind share. Um, cause I like kind of solve problems as I experience them. And so, um, yeah, the baby industry, it's a huge industry, lots of room for product innovation and, um, you know, next phase of life eventually at the time. And, and that's where I am now. Absolutely. So what was the first product that you guys tackled? Uh, portable sleep. So travel cribs. When we were looking at uh, the, the options out on the market, they hadn't really changed in a number of years. You know, Aesthetically, they've changed. Internally, they've gotten safer. But it, functionally, it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of innovation. And so we kind of started from scratch on that and came out with our first product, which is a travel crib, which we started selling in 2010, actually. Um, we've been innovating on that kind of slowly but surely ever since. Absolutely. So with the launch of that product, how did you guys sell it at the beginning? What was kind of that path to to finding new customers and getting those initial sales? Yeah, it was really traditional. Um, we went to the industry trade shows. We had a little 10 by 10 booth. We tried to sign up wholesale accounts. Um, the baby industry at the time was... There's probably... a I don't know, 1,000 to 1,500 good kind of mom and pop shops in the US. And then Amazon, uh, Target, you know, a, a few of the big bucks. And um, we would spend our time just trying to get wholesale orders. And um, we had a little bit of a breakthrough early on where we actually connected with REI at a trade show. And REI picked up our product immediately and, and put it into 
little over a hundred stores for um, within about five months of meeting them. Um, and so that helped us. That gave us a lot of credibility. But again, it's really tricky because it's it was wholesale. We're a small company. Our costs were high. Product costs were high because our volume was low. So it's really hard to make that model work. And we realized that we were, you know, we worked really hard to get, you know, wholesale orders, and we ship a bunch of wholesale orders out. Once our containers came in, we put the rest up on our website and we'd stock out on our website pretty quickly. So we realized we were putting our, you know, all of our inventory down our lowest margin channel and then stocking out of the high margin channel. And it really kind of just wasn't really working because the margins were so thin. So in about 2013, we switched and decided to try direct consumer exclusively and haven't looked back since. Absolutely. So in 2013, uh, I know the technology has changed in, in 10 years. What did you guys use to build your website back then? Yeah, we, uh, we used Xcart. Ooh. We had like our own installation at Xcart. Uh, this was pre-Shopify, I think. We're on Shopify now. I, I don't remember when Shopify started. Uh, probably around that time, yeah. Uh, we were pretty early to move to Shopify. Um, but yeah, we had our own kind of installation of Xcart that we maintained. Absolutely. What are some of the other kind of quirks of e-commerce you remember from back then when it was kind of still in its infancy, I'd say? Well, we didn't have any idea what we were doing, <laughs> honestly. So, um, I mean, just like maintaining our own store. Fortunately, we have a really good development partner that we're really close with um, who helped us out a lot. He's just a good friend and he's got a brain for that. And he helped us out a lot. Um, we, we built a bunch of custom integrations um, with his help, which has really helped us kind of streamline our operations and, and scale really, really leanly, which is kind of one of our principles. Um, and yeah, I mean, even then, you know, Facebook marketing was just kind of, kind of starting to become something that was getting a little more expensive because demand was coming up, but we didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, it was really just kind of a, jump in and try and figure things out at the time. And, you know, the technologies were not as easy to use, weren't as efficient. So, I mean, I can't believe it's been over 10 years since we were doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So you guys make the switch and you're jumping in to direct consumer first. You know, you mentioned Facebook. Was that the only channel that you were using mm -hmm. kind of there at the beginning to acquire customers online or were there other strategies? Yeah, we uh, Facebook, Google... I think actually we were working with a company that was helping us manage our digital spend at the time, which is really our only marketing spend. It is still predominantly all we really spend on. And I think we were actually their first client that said, Hey, will you experiment on Facebook for us? Um, so I think if I recall, we were starting with Google AdWords and stuff like that. Um, we got on Amazon around the same time, but I, again, it was one of those things where. I think one of our retail partners before we even switched to direct listed our stuff on Amazon before we even thought about putting stuff on Amazon. And we're like, wait a minute, this is, we need to own our brand on Amazon. And so, um, so yeah, Amazon, yes, we're direct, but we consider Amazon basically a second channel, second owned channel because we're the seller on Amazon. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, second channel. And uh, have those channels grown in parallel? Does one outperform another? Yeah, we like to keep... Uh, our goal is to keep our website um, as the majority of our business. And it continues to be that. Um, I just think that's a safer, more secure way to operate direct business. As soon as you let 
any one non-owned channel kind of dominate, I think you can get in trouble pretty quickly. Um, and fortunately, it's not because we're limiting Amazon. It's just because we're doing a good job of growing our own as well. Absolutely. Uh, you guys are known for going above and beyond with your customer service. Can you give me some more context onto what your customer service ethos is and it's like an example of that above and beyond service? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all parents. We all have little ones or have had little ones. Some of them grown up now, but we really get it. We understand what that experience is like. So we just try and approach it as, with as much empathy as possible. Um, if someone's got a problem, a shipping problem, product question, like try and put ourselves in in that position of being exhausted and just wanting your gear to work and not have to worry about it. Um, you know, we're a small team. There's only four full-time, one part-time at Guava, um, two on customer service, but we've got kind of a, a communication channel all the time with all of us. If a question comes up that one of them doesn't understand or needs some assistance with, so we can get back to get back to the customers as quickly as we can. Um, yeah, really, just kind of meeting, trying to meet our customers where they are and the mindset that they are. Think, think of kind of, you know, if someone has a product problem or question or something like that. Think maybe they're in a hotel. They just got a vacation. They're exhausted from traveling. They need this solved right away. Like, how would we want to be treated in that moment? Hey there, merchant. Are you tired of trying to navigate the wild world of e-commerce on your own? Are you looking for a partner to help you achieve your goals? Look no further than the Shopify Plus agency, Electric Eye. Our team has a proven track record of helping our clients make millions with strategic design and development. Whether you're migrating from a legacy platform to Shopify, designing a new theme for your store, or just looking to optimize what you already have, Electric Eye is the perfect partner for you. Electric Eye are true Shopify experts. Not only is our Shopify knowledge unparalleled, but we have partnerships with all the best tech in the Shopify ecosystem. And don't worry, we're easy to get a hold of. Our clients rave about our fast communication. So here's the deal. If you're an e-commerce business doing over $1 million a year, you can receive a complimentary Shopify diagnostic from our team of experts. That's free, personalized strategic recommendations to improve your store and grow your business. To get started, head on over to electriceye.io slash connect to schedule an intro call with one of our experts. That's electriceye.io slash connect. All right. I want you to picture this. You're an e-commerce merchant juggling multiple platforms to manage your email marketing, SMS campaigns, and product reviews. It's a time-consuming and costly ordeal. But with Sendlane, those days of chaos are long gone. Sendlane brings together the power of email, SMS, and reviews all in one convenient place. So you can say goodbye to the hassle of separate tools and hello to simplified operations, increased efficiency, unified customer experience, and huge savings. And I haven't even gotten to the best part. With the all-new free Sendlane reviews, you can leverage social proof to build trust and credibility with potential customers. Let me say that again. Free product reviews. With Sendlane, you pay for email and SMS and you get reviews for free. Sendlane understands that customer feedback is essential for the success of any e-commerce business. That's why they've made it an integral part of their platform without any additional cost to you. By unifying these key components of your tech stack, Sendlane helps you save time and money all while generating more revenue. Don't let your e-commerce tech stack hold you back. Embrace the unifying force of Sendlane and take your business to new heights. Sign up today and experience the power of streamlined operations, increased efficiency, and revenue growth. Visit Sendlane.com slash honest to learn more and schedule your free consultation with a Sendlane expert. That's Sendlane.com slash honest.
Now, you guys have been bootstrapping this company for quite some time. How have you scaled over the last 10 years without taking on any capital? Mm, patience, honestly. Um, it's so tempting to try and be like a rocket ship growth company where you just pour a bunch of money into paid search and social and sacrifice margins and, and try and build awareness and, and sales really quickly. But if you do that and you don't have any margins, you, you're going to run out really quickly. Unless you have absolutely perfect product market fit. And that takes time to figure out. Um, so we've been really conscious about making sure that we're growing. We're, we're not overspending and we're growing with good margins because that's, that's allowed us to take our time to dial in the product, to um, respond to product improvement opportunities that come up when we hear it either from our customers or, or internally when we figure some things out. Um, but, but really just make sure we're growing profitably and not getting out ahead of ourselves. Um, and when you do that, then you can develop products without having to raise money. You can increase inventory purchases without having to raise money because you've been really conscious about it all the way along the way. Absolutely. And making those updates to the product, making such a superior product, I'm sure that lends itself to word of mouth and referrals from your parents, mm -hmm. from your customers. Yeah. Talk to me a bit about like word of mouth marketing in the baby category. You know, It seems like that's a little more yeah. uh, helpful than other categories. Yeah. It's hugely powerful. You know, When someone finds out that they're going to have a baby, um, they're really starting from scratch if this is their first first kid. This is a kind of kind of preparation thinking they've never had to do before. Maybe they've seen a friend go through it or a sibling or something like that. But you really are starting from scratch. So it's like a deep time of of like deep research trying to figure out what what do I need to do to, to best take care of this baby, to set up this kind of new life we're about to step into. And often the most trusted source for that kind of feedback is a friend. And so word of mouth from friends or like I said, family and siblings is really, really strong in, in kind of directing someone's decision making. It can be very powerful if you are the product or brand that they're recommending in that moment because it's the most trusted kind of piece of advice that they're going to get when it comes to what do I need to get? What do I need to buy to get ready for this baby? Um, it's really hard to get to become that one that people recommend. Um, I think it really does start with the products. We spend a lot of time continually thinking about improving, iterating on all of our products, even though the, um, you know, some of them like our current travel crib has been on the market for about 10 years. We're always kind of constantly updating it throughout the years. Um, but yeah, really focusing on the product, customer service. If, they, if someone feels really well taken care of as a customer of your brand, they're going to be obviously, I mean, it's not rocket science, but they're going to be more likely to recommend you. Um, the challenge is, that, that can go against you too when you're launching a new product because if you're the, you know, the new product in the category, what you really have to do is break someone's word of mouth or another brand's word of mouth. You're having to convince someone to go against a recommendation from a friend because that friend didn't know about you. Um, and again, that I think it really comes back to product, kind of brand, customer service, making sure someone feels like even though they don't know you that well, they can trust you, trust the brand, trust the product. Now, is there anything I didn't ask you about today that you think is going to resonate with our audience? Oh, I hate those questions. <laughs> we have a few kind of criteria that we look at when we think about what new products to 
to launch because I don't think you want to spend your time or waste your time thinking about things that can't really move the needle. Um, and by that, I mean either a product that's differentiated enough or a product where the margins work well enough to actually sell it direct online. Um, and so we, we thought about doing kind of maybe a lower price point version of our product or come out with another product in a category that's kind of a, just a lower price point category. But if you can't make the margins work in a kind of direct consumer way, um, then I don't think it's, it's obviously worth, it, it's not worth doing. Um, and if the product's not, you know, we're not selling commodities. I think selling commodities online would be the hardest thing. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. They're probably much more sophisticated than we are with their paid efforts because it's really kind of data sensitive and really making sure you're making smart decisions about how much you're paying and how much you're paying to acquire a customer and all that kind of stuff. We really fall back on the product. If it's demonstrably better online and you can sell it for a price point where the margins work to include that paid search and social layer. Um, and it's not too big that you can actually ship it and still not crush your margins because of kind of last mile shipping. Then it's something we would consider. If we don't, if we don't see it fulfilling any, uh, all of those criteria, we won't even consider it, even if it's a good idea. Um, it just doesn't make sense for the, for the business. And then I think the other thing would be like, just really know what your business model is and stick to it. We have chances all the time to like kind of expand into other adjacent channels that are not quite direct to consumer as we grow, as our awareness builds. And we say no a lot because we really have decided we have built this as a direct business. And as soon as we start stepping away from that, we're going to spend a lot of time on channels we don't know quite as uh, as much about. Um, and the margin structure, again, is not kind of built to support the way we built this business. So being really comfortable with the model you want to be, the business model you want to have, and say no to those things that kind of pull you off that track. That's great advice, Scott. Now, we've talked a lot about just how great this product is. If I'm a new parent out there or I'm about to have a child and I want to check out these awesome products, where should I go? Yeah, guavafamily.com. Is, uh, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you can't go to a store. That's the whole point. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, that, is a, that is a challenge that we've had to overcome because a lot of people do want to see it uh, in person before they buy it. These are not low value. You know, these are high AOV products. And, and so that is something we need to consider when we kind of build our kind of offering. So we have really, obviously, all of direct consumer does it now, but really lean into incredibly generous returns, trial periods, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and again, making sure the product's demonstrably better online, that helps with that, that as well. But yeah, guavafamily.com is, is where you can see it and you can get free trial. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Thanks, Jason. I really do appreciate it. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io slash connect. Until next time.